Nah, bro. You can wait. Ice that thing. You can wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. That was funny. You're welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. Another installment. We are back after a long weekend, holidays. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on the docket today. We got the Tyson fight, the Nate Robinson fight. We got football, some basketball. We got uh, a lot of different things to discuss on today. But we're going to start off with, you know, how was y'all Thanksgiving? Hey, man, mine was good, man. I, I'm, I'm still full from <laughs> Thanksgiving, man, but it was good. I, got, I had a, a great spread. You know, I got the mac and cheese. You got to have the mac and cheese as a starter for sure. I got the yams, got the collard greens, man, and you got the, the assortment of, of chicken and ribs and all that good stuff, man. So I had a good one, guys. How about you guys? Uh, man, mine was good, too. I'm still I'm, – I'm, I'm done eating leftovers, though. I'm over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said I had enough, but uh, everything was good, you know, the sides, the deep fried turkey, of course, you know, um, but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely uh, did his job, but I'm, I'm good, I'm good for now. I saw you had, like, two days after you had a Friendsgiving, too. Yeah, man, my boy, my friend was talking about, I, I can't say no to food, so, so, you know, it was just, uh, it was a little delayed, but, you know, Extra, that's what I'm saying. I, I, once he was talking about the turkey and stuff like that again, I'm like, oh my god, but I still ate it. So. Yo, Greg, Jai, y'all might be surprised. So I tried lemon pepper turkey, bro. Mm. Sounds that sounds good, bro. Okay, boy, that not good. to be deep fried. That thing was juicy, <laughs> juicy. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, lemon pepper wings go crazy So I, I feel like if you put that on turkey Oh yeah, of course That's, that's that, I gotta try that now, for real My pops got um, He got Thanksgiving Katie's to his house So I was like, oh, alright, cool He's like, I got turkey I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good off of that He's like, it's lemon pepper I was like, oh How <laughs> <laughs> <Now> we talking? <laughs> let, me, let me try that one out right there That, that, changed, that changed everything Oh, that, that changed everything. And speaking of everything changing, I mean, I think it kind of overshadowed the Tyson-Jones Jr. matchup. Uh, the Nate Robinson fight uh, definitely, I think, overshadowed what was going on. I personally don't understand why they put that fight before Tyson. I thought they would have put the actual people that are, like, professional fighters. You would right. put that. You feel right, me? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. They put that one there. Um, we're going to first talk about, though, what was y'all takeaways on the Tyson-Jones Jr. fight? Me, personally, I think Tyson, he took it easy on him. I think Tyson could have liked it. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah he, I, think they, I think he definitely held back. It was uh, He could have knocked him out in the first 10 seconds. They, I think they said that he's not allowed to knock him out. Um, I don't understand why. Why would we pay for then? But, you know, I <laughs> I just think that it's kind of like cheating everybody because don't get me wrong, it was still it was still like cool to see him fight, but to know that like you told you, you caged an animal, you know, like he, you see he wanted to do it, um, um, and it's like I get it, like the whole they're older and stuff like that, but you signed up for it, and also people acting like killed people act like kidney failure is not a real thing, like he was getting rib shots the whole time, like. Yo. Like don't get, that's better than brain damage. I get it, but I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, why? Why you might as well have done like a, like a basically a sparring match. That's what it was. Right. So, I think it definitely could have been better, but it was I guess for what it was, it was, it was right. 
Yeah, y'all should have put on y'all should have put on a, a helmet or something then if if it was that much. Well, of Nate a, Robinson did. Nate Robinson did that. <laughs> <laughs> it was that much of concern because even Roy Jones, as soon as the fight's over, he's like, "Yeah, them body shots and it, it hurt." Yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, of course it did. <laughs> he want no part of a rematch. He was taking them over. Right? Roy Jones doing your talking, Mike. Like, yeah, we got we got to do this again. Roy, uh, I got to check with Pensacola. I got to check with. <laughs> Yeah, if he, said, if he said Pensacola one more time, I was about to turn TV off. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. funny enough, uh, it, according to Holyfield, Holyfield said he went next with Tyson, but Tyson ducking him. Mm. Mm, maybe, maybe he don't want to eat no more. Years. <laughs> that's different smoke. That, that's that's different smoke for real. It'd be more fun to watch. I think he wouldn't hold back in that kind of fight. Hopefully, you know, if there's nothing going on behind the scenes. Um but I felt the same way. I just kind of felt like, you know, Tyson was holding back the entire fight. Like, it just kind of felt like we get a real rob. Like, I wanted to see a knockout. You saw openings where the knockout could have easily been there a couple times during the fight. And he just yeah. never – he never took it. He never took that shot. And it just goes to show you, like, I feel like that's – he was definitely holding back on that, on that fight. And we got robbed for sure. I actually enjoyed the, the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fight a little more because I got – there was finality in that. Like, there was an ending. I knew – you know, there's, he went for the kill. You have to kill over yeah. and over again, and, and that was more pitiful than anything else. We will get there, but but um, still, right? Like it, you knew you knew it was coming, and he took the shot, and it just never came in that Tyson fight. But it was cool to see him moving around. Tyson looked good moving around out there. He looked quick, you know. He can still fight, man. He's, he looks oh. like he's in good shape. Um, yeah. you, you look at it, Jones Jr. You saw in the second round, my man was breathing heavily and all that. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he was really. He yeah, I don't think he was really prepared for that. I mean, you heard Tyson was talking about he was doing four-minute rounds for a two-minute round fight. So, <laughs> my man was – he could have went another two rounds easily. I oh, think. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyson really wasn't sweating, wasn't really breathing hard. Looked like he wanted some more, but it's an exhibition. It was nice to see. Uh, I don't think – I mean, I'm glad I went half on it with somebody because I'd have been tight if I paid for that whole thing to see – but that's another thing. Like, I feel like if, if if they know that it's an exhibition, I mean, they don't care. People was gonna pay no matter what. But they shouldn't have charged like it was a real fight. You know, like we're not paying to see rib shots. No offense to you know the art of boxing, but we we trying to see someone get laid out. For real. And I like Roy Jones, but I was trying to see him go to sleep. Speaking <laughs> of going to sleep, um, I'm glad Nate actually woke up because that was. A little scary when he first went out because the way he fell out and the fact that he was on the ground for a little bit, they had to bring the chair to him to actually sit down. That was a scary uh, sight to see. Of course, we all had our little fun with it and the jokes and whatnot. But ultimately thinking about like watching State of Nate and watching his career, like he has a daughter, two kids, like I'm glad he's okay. But I don't, who trained him? That looked more like a street fight slash like MMA than actual yeah. body. First of all, I think um, well, whoever whoever trained him didn't train him defense, obviously. But he, you know, um, it looked fake. It almost looked fake how bad he got knocked out. Like I was like, nah. He, he, the way he spun after the knockout, I just I thought he like was selling it like a flop kind of thing. You know, I guess he, it was really that bad, but. You know, they were talking about it when he got knocked out, knocked down the first couple of times. 
normally as a boxer, you're supposed to get yourself together. You know, you, you throw some jabs, you back up, you kind of give yourself some time to get yourself together. He got up. He was full steam charging like he was trying to tackle him. And this guy who, who he made look like, you know, uh, you know, I guess Mike Tyson back in the day, he was just like this the easiest knockout in his life. You know, he was just like, okay, just quick. And he was out. So he definitely definitely didn't know what he was doing. I think he doesn't really fully understand that. It's not easy to just jump into another sport like that. It's not fighting like in the streets. It's it's, 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 a, it's a sport. So I think he got humbled um, for in front of the whole world. But, you know. I was going to say, I, I saw some clips of Jake Paul and uh, fighting just like on some exhibition stuff. And he does this. Like, is this is not the first time he's knocked somebody out. He's, he does this. So, I'm just trying to understand who let Nate take this fight, like who's in his corner, um, because you needed more than four months to train for this fight, kind of situation. His kind of situation you're getting yourself into. This guy really does this. He he's got like a a knockout, like a collage of knockouts on his IG page, man. And he he's something serious. Like he really could. I mean, he's not a professional fighter, but he has experience. And experience in boxing is everything, right? You know how to defend after a while. You know how to protect yourself. And Nate did not know what he was doing at all. So yeah, like. Definitely got humbled. Definitely got embarrassed, right? Um, but I'm happy he's okay because that 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 knockout looked crazy, and it was twice, right? He took two good shots, went down one time, got up, probably shouldn't have, got up, and then he gets knocked on the second time, and and here we are. So I'm, I'm glad he's okay first and foremost because I, I'm a big fan of Nate, but I, I also feel like that kind of hurt like the legacy overall, like and not on a basketball standpoint, but that, your your entire like his fame, right? Like people love Nate Robinson, people still love Nate Robinson. But, like, we're not going to remember the dunk contest. Like, that's not the first thing you think about when you think about Nate Robinson now. You think about him getting laid out. That lasting image is in your head. And I don't know if it's going to go away. Like, just in all seriousness, that was that was something serious there. So, you know. Someone said that he, he, he should give it back his dunk uh, contest trophy. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw on Twitter. And, honestly, I blame I blame his shorts. Why, why is he wearing Knicks colors? Uh, it, was, it was destined to happen that way. Knicks colors. They, they don't learn. They don't Maybe. learn. Maybe that's a foretelling of how the season going to go for New York. Well, no, it's every season. Sheesh. That's every, it's every year. No yeah. fans, though. So you can't uh, hear them talking about sell the team to Dolan, him kicking people out. Well, they'll just do it virtually. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of New York sports, uh, something that New York is actually happy about right now, uh, Greg predicted it. Talking about week 12, the New York Giants right now, the first place team in the NFC least. What were some of your takeaways <laughs> of this week 12 outside of this, this Giants game? Anything that y'all want to get off your chest about week 12? I'm, I know Saints pulled out another win, Taysom Hill. We did. What, what was y'all takeaways from week 12? Um, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say that Saints win. I mean, they, they, they beat a team with no quarterback, right? They got a guy who was in a sales job. Right, yeah, he, and, and he comes in and he can he completes two passes over four one, quarters. Is what one. it one was it one, one and had two picks, one for nine. One, Let the guys throw nine. So so here's my thing, right? Like okay, I get it. The NFL also sent this, send the Broncos a message. They didn't follow the protocols in place for COVID. Under, I understand that. Like whatever. Like, but so how bad does this look on the NFL that you didn't bring? You guys didn't even take a look at cap, like. Well, Cap. well, no, they they could they they couldn't he because by the time they figured it out, they they, they he wouldn't have been able to play because uh, he would have to do protocol. Three days of protocol. So that, so Dude Man was already in protocol. Okay, mm-hmm. Dude Man. Okay, all right, stand corrected then. Either way, 
just horrible. Like that's that it was it was bad to watch. Like you can't even watch the highlights without like poking your eyes out. So I mean, get that Sean Payton. Sean Payton does a really good job of you know mixing in what Taysom Hill does well. He's a good coach, and so we're gonna see because Taysom Hill gonna have his day. I'm not I'm not sold on Taysom Hill. He's gonna have his day. He's gonna play a real defense. He's gonna have to throw the ball, and we're gonna find out about Taysom Hill because we haven't seen it yet. So let's slow down. Look. I'm not having it. it Taysom Hill. Look, look, look. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to say Taysom Hill is the future of, of the quarterback of the Saints or anything like that. But, you know, so a lot of people are talking about, oh, you know, because Denver actually is a legit defense. Yeah. I mean, you know, but and he didn't look that great passing the ball. But, you know, Sean Payton and Taysom Hill made a good point. Once they found out that they were playing a guy that was at working at Staples a couple days ago, you know, they, they completely changed the whole game plan. They are like, well, well, we're not going to show future teams – what Taysom Hill can do or what he can't do. So they they did a completely basic playbook. And I when I was watching them, I was getting frustrated. I'm like, well, why are they doing this simple, like, you know, um, G League game kind of uh, uh, playbook? It was just so simple. You know, obviously he could run. That's never going to change. But, like, it was just – it was weird that, like, it could look completely different from the week before. And, and it wasn't because of the Denver's defense. It was just that Sean Payne was – it makes sense. Why put your – the only way they could have lost that game is if they would have Taysom Hill would have um, turned the ball over. And with the one time he did, the one time he did is the only reason why they got three points. So I think they did it perfectly. You know, our run game is beautiful, um, and the defense is. Listen, I know that they were playing nobody, but the, the weeks prior they, against Brady, against against Matt Ryan, you know, they are a top five defense. Uh, and right now they're number one actually. I think they. Uh, passing um, total yards per game at like 208 or something like that. You can't run, you can't pass on the Saints, whether you have a quarterback or you don't. So I do definitely like what I see. Um, like I said, I don't know if he's the future right now, but all he all he has to do right now is just, you know, um, hold the fourth down because he's expected to be back for um, a Chiefs game, hopefully. So I like what I saw from uh, – and I ain't mad at the eight-game eight, eight, eight wizard run, so I'm not mad at that. <laughs> That's a real first place team, not the four and nineteen Giants. You know? <laughs> hey, the Giants are the best four and seventeen we ever seen, bro. That's 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 what that is. I, I that that division's actually entertaining, bro. Like you're gonna watch. Look at all the schedules lined up next to each other. You got. I I think um, Washington plays the Steelers next. Well, that's, well, yeah. You you guys got Seattle, I think, next. Right? And with no Daniel Jones potentially, so it's all right. We don't. I look. The, the Giants don't got to win that game. Like, they don't have to win that game. Arrest, yeah. arrest Daniel Jones. You're probably not winning it anyways. That's totally fine. But I think they're going to give the Browns problems. I think they're going to give Arizona problems. Arizona, you know, they lost to the, the Pats uh, yeah. last week, right? Yeah. That, that was – the Pats had a great game playing against them. They just had, like, two linebackers just spying Kyle Murray the entire game. So, Kyle wasn't going to run out the pocket, make those explosive plays. Because we watch him play, like, it's just him. When he rolls out the pocket – that's when he does his damage. Like, when he, cause he throws the ball. He's not looking to run, really. He's looking to throw more than he needs to run. So, they limited that, and they did a really good job. Like, Belichick's a genius. And, and by the way, um, so we're watching Tom Brady now, struggling with Arians, right, in, in, in Tampa Bay. They're, they're going at it. Can we just, can we just like, can we give Belichick his due? Because Belichick is making it work with, with nothing, with nothing over there. And Brady's over here flopping a little bit. I, I'm just saying, like, Give the goat his due, and we talk about the real goat, Bill I, yeah. Belichick. I think, I think you know somebody. I think, well, I guess we're gonna talk about it. Uh, I'll, I'll save that, but I, I, I will say though, um, you know, for what they have, Belichick is doing his thing. I, you know, um, he's holding the fort down, but um, you know, yeah, Tommy Tom Brady is definitely struggling, and uh, but we'll talk about that. 
Yeah, we could transition to that now. I, I agree. Belichick is definitely the GOAT. But I think the thing is, Belichick is just the greatest at. He uses what he has, the personnel, and he is able to adjust. If he know he doesn't have Tom Brady, for example, you got Cam Newton. You're going to put Cam Newton positions to run more. You know Tom Brady wasn't running. Now you look at what's going on in Tampa Bay. I don't think, me personally, Arians is using Tom Brady to his expertise of what Tom Brady does well. Tom Brady really has never been that quarterback that I'm going to throw it down the field a bunch of times. I've never been that quarterback where I really, unless I have to, I'm throwing 45, 50 times a game. We mix it in with some run game to balance it out. That way I can get that play action in to be able to throw those longer passes, explosive plays, things of that nature. What were your takeaways from this game? Um, and Yapin, who y'all put more of this on? Is this on Arians and the play calling or – are we looking at Tom Brady like, hey, it's time to sign up for AARP? <laughs> I'll, I mean, look, well, that's what I was going to say. So, first of all, they're both at fault, honestly. I think it's probably 55-45, you know, um, leaning towards um, Arians. But, first of all, look, I, the way I look at it, Brady knew the kind of offense that Arians runs. So, he chose, even though I rumors was that he, want, he was choosing the Saints first and Brees retired. You know, I guess the, these guys were the second choice, but he knew. So um, now they say that you have to build an offense around your star players. So the problem is it's kind of tough doing that, you know, with no training camp and all that, all this stuff. Um, and you got to understand Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, all these players, they're not this is a West Coast offense. That's not what they do. So you're going to make Tom Brady comfortable, making everybody else uncomfortable. So I think that it was a kind of – it just wasn't really a, a perfect match. Um, you know, I understand that, you know, he's, he's up there in age and stuff like that. So, it, it, I will say the, the reason why I do blame him, uh, the coach more, is you got to run the ball more. I mean, you got – Fournette, I don't know what's going on with him, but Ronald Jones is no scrub. So, I just don't get what he's doing there. Um, like you said, he's 43 years old. He should not be passing 50 times a game. Um, you know, but then again – also, that's why another reason why it's on Arians, you know, I think when a receiver should never have, shouldn't have 200 yards in a game, let alone in the first quarter, you know, so at what point where you're like, okay, you know what, like, I understand that they have so many weapons that you figure that, oh, well, if I, if I double him, somebody else is going to beat us, but then let somebody else beat you. you the guy almost broke the single um, game record, which was like 345, if you he, if he would have called like one more pass you know, a little more big time pass. So I think Arians – and look, as much as I love it, you can't be calling out your quarterback like that at the, at the end of the game. He's putting no blame on himself. You know, everything is Tom Brady's fault. And as much as I love it, because you know, I don't really care for Brady like that, you got to take some kind of – like, I don't think – I think Bruce Arians is gone by the end of the season. Um, yeah. You know, that's, what I, that's, that's a little hot take, but that's what – yeah. Well, yeah, I actually, I, it makes me think, like, did Arians even sign off on Brady coming on board? Or is that a decision made over his head by GM, by by the ownership group, right? Like, to get to get to sell well in a perfect world to sell yeah. tickets, but to get more eyes on them, to become that sexy team in the, in the league. Because doesn't fit their offense. He never has been a guy who pushes the ball down the field. In all those years in the Patriots, it was bubble screens. It was throws to the flat to James White for 15 yards and those guys and the running backs and Shane Vereen, right? And, and then throwing the ball to Wes Welker. It, like West Coast offense, then can dunk. That was always Tom Brady, super accurate in the intermediate game. He can take the long ball. He throws a good deep ball, right? But it's not 
the thing he does. Actually, Jameis Winston, funny enough, is a, is a better fit for their offense. He just throws the ball to the team too much. But if it's not for that, he pushes the ball down the field. He takes chances. He's really good in that way. So I, I'm just really, I'm, I'm really taken aback by it. Like, it makes me, it makes me wonder on that end. Yeah, looking at some stats with this, uh, again, looking at Arians, the play calling, the defensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, we could throw him out there too with the offense. Mahomes, now it's, it's Patty Mahomes, it's Mahomey. 37 for 49, 462 yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, 13 catches, 269 yards, three touchdowns. And if you want to take away him, Kelsey still got off at eight for 82. Yeah. And, 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 and if Harden would have caught that one pass, he would have had over 100 yards. So, I mean, with Tampa Bay, their cornerback shift is terrible. Yeah. Buccaneers looking at their stats. You mentioned Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones only had nine attempts, but 66 yards rushing. That's 7.6 yards a carry. Why not give him the rock more? Why not balance it out? Tom Brady, 41 pass attempts to, as a team, 13 rushing attempts. I don't think that's a recipe for success right there uh, for the Buccaneers. Transitioning to the Chiefs, who they did their job. They balled out. Are we – can we think of anybody else that would be MVP outside of Mahomes? Like, I think it's probably safe to say Mahomes is getting MVP this year. Can we make a case for anybody else, really, though? No. <laughs> oh, look, look. Wait, look. Well, no, see, okay, yeah. I mean, ten, look, he's going to get it. But just for the sake of the argument, I mean, I, I would my, – my, if it wasn't Mahomes, I would be Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, so like everyone, so a lot of people will go Rogers. Yeah, he's he's doing his thing, but he got the, the you know by the same team that we're talking about that his defense is not good. He got the the, the breaks beat off him the, the, when he played them against Tampa. Um, and he you know he's just I don't know something that doesn't make me comfortable on Rogers. Uh, but Derrick Henry as a running back, the last time it happened it was AP for the MVP. Um, he's he's going to get stronger as the season goes on. He gets better. You know, um, he's already at, like, 1,200 yards and, like, 13 touchdowns or 11 touchdowns. That guy is just – as a running back, I mean, look, they know he's going to run the ball, you know, and he still ends up averaging 120 yards a game. But that's just crazy. Like, as a quarterback, it's easier to, to put up numbers, not as a running back when they got eight, nine men in the box. Um, you know, so that's definitely uh, – I mean, he's not going to get it um, unless he breaks, like, the record. Um, but – you know, uh, but yeah, he's not. He's not gonna get it. But if it was somebody else, he definitely deserved votes. It's not gonna be Wilson because he had way too bad of a rough stretch, um, and you know he felt like you know. But Mahomes is gonna get it. But if we just for an argument. Yeah, I really. You look at it. The way the Chiefs are playing, it, it seems like if they're able to keep this team intact, which based off of some of the contracts, they at least going to have some of these key pieces for the next two or three years. They might be going on a a Jordan-esque type of run of just back to back to back being in there. You got Mahomes, which is, as we can see, if you have a great quarterback, even with an okay defense, you typically, you're in the conversation every single year. And you got him locked up for 10 years with one of the best play callers in Andy Reid for 10 years also. Together, I don't know. The Chiefs is looking like a, a nice 
dynasty being built before our eyes, honestly. And Patrick Mahomes. It's so crazy. It's so crazy yeah. You feel like you watch you watch enough of these teams play. A team like the Titans has like that blueprint to where you think they could beat them. I would say the Steelers have have a shot, but I don't think they do because they throw the ball way too much. They're blitz heavy. And against a guy like him, when you're playing these fast guys in zone, all you got to do is fling it out there to Tyreek Hill and he's blowing up your defense. Like, they blitz a lot. So, like, it just doesn't work. But, like, a team like the Titans, like, where they run the ball and they control time with the, the time possession that usually swings their way, you can just keep those guys up the field. You have a chance to win the game, right? And for, I think last year we saw the matchup. It didn't work out. I think because their A corners are just not that good, right? I, I think, what's that, Malcolm Butler? Like, he's, he's okay. He's not great. So it, it, it's tough, but there is a blueprint to beat them. It's harder in football to, like, project dynasties. This is the closest thing we'll see to that. Like, those Patriots teams are that because they were so – they had the greatest coach, you know, great, greatest quarterback, right, like, in the situation. So it, it, it just worked out for them really well because they always had a way they – were, they were always changing the game plan to fit who they were playing, right? Um, the Titans kind of come from that Patriots mold because they have Rabel there. He was under Belichick. So they have a shot. Like, I, I'm not ruling them out of knocking them out this year, but I, I don't see anyone really getting in the way. I, I think they're going to win another one. Um, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens moving forward. But I think that the, the Chiefs are the best team I've seen in the last 10 years, better than any pa- Patriots team I'd seen. Maybe outside that Randy Moss team. But, you know, up for debate. Well, listen, I'll tell you this much. In a couple of weeks, we're going to see us. Well, Breeze is back. That, that Chiefs Saints matchup, I think, is going to say a lot, honestly. Because, I, you know, I think the Saints defense matches up pretty well. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, it's hard to guard everybody. But I would love, well, I would love to see a potential, uh, what we're going to see it. But I would love to, I can't wait to see that potential Super Bowl preview just because, you know, you got Sean Payne, Andy Reid, you know, that, that defense is that's shouldn't be slept on anymore with that, with that, I guess, that offense and vice versa. Well, see, this is that thing, right? So now if you had to do by position by position in that sense, I feel like the, you know, I think the Saints defense is better than the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs offense is better than the Saints offense, by the, by, but not by a lot, you know? So they're better, but I think overall, I mean, look, we'll, we'll see, but that, um, we'll see what happens, but I think in that game, you got to – it's pretty much who's going to end up with the ball last. Um, both teams put up a lot of points. Saints, I think, would have a better defense based off of how we're looking at with the stats and how they've stopped teams. It is Patty Mahomes, so he makes some of the best defenses struggle. So I think it's like whoever gets that ball last. And the other thing I think we're going to have to keep in mind, if Drew Brees, is, that's his first game coming back, you know, especially older quarterbacks, older players like to get into a rhythm. So – I'm not even going to put too much into it. Let's say if Drew Brees doesn't play well, like it's his first game back. And that's pretty, yeah, of course. Pretty, that's a pretty hard game to have your first game back. Like, all right, you got to go against basically who y'all probably going to see in the Super Bowl. Because when it comes to that NFC, the Packers, I don't, I don't believe in them. Um, we're no, obviously, obviously we're NFC least. Nobody's coming from there to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Seahawks <laughs> playing better, but I still think their defense is still suspect. And they don't actually balance out running the ball. So I'll say that the they're overrated. Who, I think Seahawks are overrated. Their defense isn't that yeah. great. They struggled yesterday with a the, with the horrible Eagles team, right? Like, Carson Wentz is the reason why they lost that game. They probably they, – they could have they – could, they could well, we have to talk about Carson Wentz and what the heck is going on there. I don't understand it. I've never seen in sports a guy go from being an MVP, can, MVP candidate one year to just making this amazing fall from grace where you can't make a five-yard slant throw, save your life. Like that, I, I, it's unbelievable. But, I mean, 
the the, the Seahawks. I'm watching them yesterday. They're I, I think they're more pretenders than they are contenders. I they're they're, they're look the worst eight and three team I've ever seen is probably this year's Browns team, but. <laughs> The Seahawks are right there. They're not that far behind. They don't stop the run that well. Their corners are okay. Jamal, it's really Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlap. That's their defense. One of those guys isn't playing. It, this, these guys are gonna go for 500 yards on you guys. Like it's gonna be a bad day. So someone like yeah. I, I just, I really don't know how I feel about them. I think that a team, a team like a team like the Giants, if they were 100, if they were 100% had their quarterback, could it could beat them. Could, like, I, like it really is like that bad defensively, right? If you can run the ball, keep Russ off the field, right? But even offensively, they're anemic. They don't convert their downs like that. Their offensive line is not that great. Russ plays hero ball, and he has to. And it's DK. DK's I think I I think you know they're definitely more pretenders than contenders. You know the Rams is, is a weird one because you know you look at them, you're like, all right, well they got a, a decent quarterback. The run game is whatever, but they got great receivers. Their defense is legit. Like you know, why they're not talked about, and we saw what they just did against against the, the handicapped 49ers team. Like, how do you lose that game? So every time you think the Rams are legit, they do something like that. So you just never know. Whoever comes out of the division, listen, you can't count any of them. They're talking about benching Jared Goff. Like I, you know, I don't know what's going on there. So I think like the the one team, like I said, and it's take out my fandom out of it. The one really legit team in the NFC is the Saints. Um, you know. Um, and they're doing it right now with a bag of quarterbacks. So that's speaking volumes. You know, Sean Payne is undefeated with bag of quarterbacks in the last few years. You know, and I just think that like that's their one legit team. You know, unless they get some nonsense that happens in the playoffs, they should go. I don't want. I keep saying that every year, but they really should be the team to beat. I just don't want how no nonsense happens again. But and then the AFC, you know, it's funny. The Seals are undefeated, but no one's talking about them. But there's a reason for that. There's just something about it. I mean, they give, me, they give off those vibes that, like, they go 15-1 and one and, and lose in the first round. Like, I don't – it's – I don't know. I know it's not the sexy pick to pick them. They, they easily could go. They got they got, legit, they got a good defense. They got they got weapons on offense. Something just doesn't do anything for me with them. I don't know. Um but there's more teams in the AFC, definitely. That any one of those teams, there's more complete teams in the AFC than there are in the NFC. Yeah, the I NFC like has it. been, NFC has been up and down. The only team that you could honestly say that consistently has proven pretty much week in and week out has been the Saints. There's been a couple of games that they lost, but for the most part, the Saints have been the Saints. You know what you're getting with the Saints. You know what you're getting with Drew Brees, and they were doing a lot of that without Mike Thomas. Now Mike Thomas is back. You get Drew Brees back healthy. All accounts, you know, considered without injury and so forth, they should be getting into that Super Bowl matchup. Uh, what you think about going back to that Eagles-Seahawks game? What do you think about Jim Schwartz saying to DK Metcalf before the game that, you know, I coached Calvin Johnson. I've coached Megatron before. You're close, but you're not there yet before the game. And we see DK – Go off. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Why? Adding yeah. fuel to the fire. DK Metcalf's already a guy that plays angry all the time because every team in the league passed on him three times in a draft. And then you add that fuel to the fire for that guy and you're deep you have Carson Wentz as your quarterback. That 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 my friend is that's how you that's how you lose. That's how you that's how you get beat up. That's how you get destroyed. And he he went out there and played with on a mission, DK. DK Metcalf runs like four routes. 
Like, let's not get this confused. He runs four routes. He's just a freak. We've just never seen him before. Like, you know, he's not running a nine. He's running a post or running the out or a slant. It's, it's, that's it. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy, but he is just a freak of nature. And so I, when you give him that kind of fuel to the fire and you have Russell Wilson throwing in the ball, what do you, you know, what do you think's going to happen? And you guys can't get a first down. You know what I mean? The Eagles are a disaster, and I love it. I love every second of it. <laughs> but you know, but they, it, they really are. You know, it's funny. Like, he's not wrong for what he said, actually. Like, I, you know. I don't, all, yeah, all, I agree. And from, from, from when I read the whole um, comment, he, he said, listen, I coach this guy. You're on your way, but you're not there yet. Like, but, you know, but why, right? So, I know he probably didn't mean – so, how he came off, he didn't – I know that's not what he meant. But – I is also, you know, because DK Metcalf easily could have just been like, oh, I appreciate that, you know, uh, I appreciate the compliment, you know, and because DK, you're not Megatron right now, and you're, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not as close as people might think it is, um, but the reality is, you know, some, I think DK, what he did is like what Jordan used to do, he kind of any little thing, it was like a fuel to the fire, you know, like it was, it's almost like if 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 if, if, if Jim Schwartz never admitted to that. You know, I feel like DK would have just said he said that just because he wants that motivation. He did he did say it, but, like, that's why I feel like DK is more – he just needs things to feel like um, – get that fuel to dominate. Um, and obviously the chip on the shoulder for he's, – he's going up against a team that drafted a receiver, Jalen Rieger, before him. You know, and he's like, that guy has done nothing. You know, so I get it, but it's just one of those things, like, you know, it's just not a needed comment. Like, you know – what he should have said was, "Hey, look, you know, um, I, you know, you, you're, you're killing this year. You're on your way to big, big, big things, and I, you know, I look forward to see what you what you do and make a joke like, hopefully, you don't do anything this game, you know, or or make a joke like, listen, you're taking you're taking the night off. I remember after Bill Belichick said that one time, oh, he'll go, like you say, listen, just don't even, don't even, don't even, you're not gonna sweat today because you're gonna take the night off for double teaming you the whole game, you know, like because that's a sign of respect. But like, and then DK after the game said, oh." You know, the reason why I took that is disrespect because, first of all, I'm not trying to be like anybody else. I'm trying to be my, you know, my own person. And, and obviously, I, I get that. But you know, when you're when you're compared to one of the greatest, you do want to be like him. That's just a fact. I mean, uh, you know. But I get what he's trying to say. But Jim Schwartz is an idiot. Um, and uh, you know, that was just his way of getting some some time. Like it was just, I mean, you know, I don't know. I that some things are just some things are better left unsaid. Yeah, last thing we'll talk about concerning this game. Now, you mentioned how the Eagles struggled to get a first down. It was a point in the game where the Seahawks actually get off sides. You get five yards granted to you, and they could not in three downs get the five yards. You already got five yards at it because of the penalty. Now it's first and five, and they could not get that first down. Looking at the Eagles and how they've played this year, who do we put the blame on, like – are we going to see Carson Wentz lose his job, or are we going to see who no, lose job? The blame's on Carson Wentz, and and the, the funny thing is they can't fire him. You you, you can't you can't bench him. <laughs> That's the funny. They're, they're they're literally in sports purgatory. They're in sports jail because they gave this guy the bag. He's playing like trash, and I know that his offensive line has been in and out. I know the offensive line is horrible, right? Like, but you when you pay someone that kind of money that you pay them that kind of money with the understanding that they're going to cover up some of your deficiencies. They're going to make up for it. You know what I mean? Like they're going to yeah. be the hero. You they're going to put that Cape on and they're going to get the job done. Russell Wilson's been doing it for years. I don't hear anybody complaining about Russell Wilson, right? Like that's, 
that's what it is. Right? What he get like two twenty five? Like something crazy. Like the point. Is, the point is right. Like you think that Carson Wentz is. You give him that money. You think he's a your guy. You you locked him up, and now you're in this situation. This is what you paid him for. You paid him to when the, in these situations. Keep me at five hundred. Give me a chance to get into the dance every year. I should have a chance to get into the dance every year. Football's the ultimate team sport. I get things haven't been functional around him, but a lot of this is on him, okay? They were clean pockets yesterday. He was missing guys. His He throws off platform. Like, when he doesn't have to, it's really weird. He doesn't step into all of his throws. He he missed Dallas Goddard in, like, a corner end zone throw yesterday. Look, I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm, I'm coming from a very biased standpoint. But, I mean, like, we watched – we all watched it. I think it's safe to say Carson Wentz sucks, okay? Like, it's safe to say he's not that good right now. He could look, turn I, it around. But. Look, I – Ah, uh, see, I, I, yeah, I disagree. I think like I think it's on the the coach and the ownership because okay, so you gave him the bag, but obviously, as you said, you know it's a team sport. So this is the way I look at it. So you see how the Patrick Mahomes is getting paid billion dollars a year, you know, and but he has weapons, he has an offensive line, he has a, a, a legit defense. The Eagles have the defense is not good. Um, they don't have an offensive line. Might be a one, might be the worst in football. I think because, yeah, I think he has 45 sacks all year. I think it leads the league um, uh, sacks uh, on Wentz. Um, the receivers get no separation. Look, I'm not saying Wentz is doing he's, – uh, he's, you know, Mahomes back there. But the guy was an MVP a couple of years ago. But he would have been, right? So what possibly could have changed that bad? So in two years or three years, injuries – um, he's fierce for his life every time he steps back there. So sometimes you're like, but no, he had a clean pocket. Look what he did. But mentally, he thinks that at any moment I'm about to get cracked because that's what he's accustomed to. So I think that I don't, I don't think it's fair to put the blame on him. He has blame. But to put all the blame on him, I think is not fair because, like I said, you it's his responsibility, yeah, to, to be mobile and stuff like that. Um, but he's, he's scarred from the, the, the amount of sacks he, he gets on a, on a nightly basis or on a weekly basis. And they got to be better. You know, they missed on draft picks. Um, they're, they're, they let people go in free agency. I don't know, Alshon Jeffrey, I don't know what, he, what he's been doing. They're talking about it was his first catch yesterday. And I know he had, I guess he was hurt, but come on. I mean, that, that's their top receiver. You know, like I said, they missed on that, that rookie receiver, Rieger. Um, you know, and, you know, they're t- again, no help from the tight end. You know, another thing, too, you got Miles Sanders back there. Why are you not running the ball? I mean, he, he's not a scrub. So why is Wentz stepping back and, and, and passing that many times, you know, when your offensive line is not that great? You got to just do different things. Again, he's, he's at fault at times. But if you look at the – there is some plays that when he threw the ball, they were getting no separation. Like, well, where is he supposed to throw the ball? And, and again – he steps back, and he, at any moment, he's going to get cracked. So I think that his contract is is, is – some people are going to look at it like, oh, he's getting paid big money. He's got to figure it out. But, you know, the difference, again, Russell Wilson, he was doing good all those years. He had a defense. He had a running game. He had receive, a receiver or receivers. So right now, Wentz has one of the worst teams in football, or they're using him as, like, one of the worst teams in football. So I just think that – they got to get better. They, they have no O-line help. I don't care who you are back there. Even Russell Wilson, if he had that O-line, he's going to look exactly the same. You know, maybe a little bit better because he's a better quarterback. Mm, but you got to tell me. No, he'll look better because he's a better quarterback. But, you know, but to that point, he's not going to look that much better because you, you need to be upright. So as much as he's mobile, all right, so he keeps running around and he, he takes, um, you know, he, try, he knows not to get hit. But – I think that the injuries, the lack of offensive line, the lack of the, or the, his 
so-called weapons getting open is a product of it being on ownership. And Doug Peterson, it's first and five. How did you pass the ball three straight times? So why do you even have to take that? No, why do you even have a running back in the formation? Just get him out of there. Like he's not he's, – and then, and then the next possession, when they were backed up, they ran the ball three times or, or whatever. Like, like you know the defense knows you're going to do that because you just passed three times in a row. So, Doug Peterson, they, you know, if Wentz, go, if Wentz, Wentz goes, Peterson got to go too. They got a clean house because he, he doesn't know what he's doing right now. I agree with you. I think I, I definitely think that is a lot of it is on the ownership, on the general manager, and they should all go clean house, right? I agree with it. I, I'm, I'm with that. All I'm saying is – there are open reads that Wentz is missing on the field, man. He's leaving yards on the field. Look, what was it? How long did it take their first? I really want to look this up. I don't know how long it took them to get their first first down in that game. Like, hey, it was almost a half. I remember almost they, a half. Seattle had 14 first downs, and then they got their one. Listen, listen. All right. Like, <laughs> Je- but he's Maury, getting sacked, you know? He's, they got like six sacks that game. P- Peterson, not get, listen, I agree. I, I totally understand that. I, I really do. At the Giants' worst, when their O-lines are bad, like – we getting first. We getting some first downs. Like we getting some first downs with a rookie yeah. quarterback. He, Carson Wentz is genuinely playing like garbage. Like he is. That being said, it's not all his fault. There is a lot of things wrong around him. They probably have to reevaluate. They they missed on some draft picks. You're absolutely right. Let some key free agents go. Um, that's what happens to championship teams, right? Like it usually goes downhill. They're hanging oh, no, on, course. right? They're hanging on. I mean, they lost they, to Sean they, Jackson, right? Yeah, and they took a quarterback in the second round. That's not a, okay. the greatest, you right. know, uh, <laughs> message you're sending. Well, you could have taken a top weapon. Uh, same thing in Green Bay. Like, I don't know what these people are doing, like, the message right. you're sending. You know, like, you have a chance to get a, a decent player, a probably a really good player, but you decide to get a quarterback that's probably not going to see the field much that year, you know, mm-hmm. for what? Like, Jalen Harris is okay. Like, he's not the future. So, what are, what are you doing there? So, I listen, I, all I can say is I'm glad that's not my team because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I think uh, we got to look at both. Um, I think you can definitely say Carson Wentz has declined due to offensive line, lack of weapons, but he definitely has declined in his play. 25 for 45 last night, 215, two touchdowns, one pick, six sacks to Jod's point right there. He was sacked six times. Um, as a team, they only ran 14 times when Carson Wentz attempted it 45 times. And something that I think we can talk about, and a lot of people don't factor this in when we talk about Wentz and his play, they draft a quarterback second round, and he comes to the stadium every day and sees a statue of Nick Foles, the man who actually won a Super Bowl Mm. for Philly. Who's to say mentally he's not jacked up? where it's like maybe his confidence has been shot. You see Nick Foles every day you come to work, the man who actually won the Super Bowl when you got injured. And the fans was really that next year was rooting for Foles to actually stay over Wentz. Maybe it's, it's, a, it's a confidence thing with him now at this point. Maybe he needs a new scenery. I think maybe this is a, a marriage that needs to be annulled at this point. They need to get a divorce. I think yeah. they- they got the most immovable contract in all of football. The guy's getting paid like $30 million a year, and he plays football worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, so, so I don't know. There's no, no, there's no divorcing. I, listen. You know what's crazy? Real quick, like from a grand view, from Philly, sport, from Philly sports grand view, you got a point guard who needs to see a, a sports psychiatrist because he can't shoot because he's scared of what the fans are going to say. 
you got a quarterback who is insecure in his standing with the, which he shouldn't be. They, they the ultimate sign of respect is the money, so he, he shouldn't be. But he is. If he, let's say he is, just for argument's sake, he is because he's walking and see Nick Foles at number nine every day, walking in because he didn't win it. Nick Foles did, which is again no knock on him. I, I really, I would hope that's not what it is, but it could be. You have a good point. Like we even talk about that, but you know what I mean? Like this is this is crazy. And as a New York Nick guy, Foles. like I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna let y'all. I'm enjoying man. it. <laughs> what an overrated player that is! That, that guy milked the milked that system crazy. I, <laughs> Looking at this weekend, uh, we saw a Patriots team, which we mentioned, uh, pull out a win against the Cardinals, which I don't think anybody had the Patriots winning. But Belichick and his game plan, because Cam did not play that well, but Belichick had a game plan set up for to put them in a position to win, which. Out of maybe one or two games, Belichick has put his team in position to win every single week. We're talking about they really could have went 3-0. and They almost beat Seattle. Uh, if Cam doesn't fumble that last play, in the, like, we could be talking about a different record right now for the Patriots. And then, you know, they went on that losing streak when COVID hit for them. But they're able to put on a game against the Cardinals, who, by all means, we're talking about being that second playoff team out of that division. And then you have – the Raiders, who everybody was hyping up, you know, they did lose against the Chiefs, but they played well. They lose. They don't even get seven points on the board. The Falcons put up 43 on them, win 43-6. to six. To y'all, who had the more impressive win, the Raiders or the Patriots? Well, you mean the Falcons? Falcons or the Patriots. Oh, uh, uh, I, I, I think the Patriots because I think Arizona is a better team than than Vegas. Um, Vegas is uh, I, I can't. I, you know, one time you, one day you think they can they can they're contender. The other day they they not make a, they should have made the playoffs. So you know, I think that like you can never count out like Belichick. He's like that one guy you just don't want to play against. Like he just knows people's flaws, their weaknesses, all that stuff. So I think that what the Patriots did you know, locking down that offense um, was impressive. So, you know, even though, I mean, the Cardinals should have won that game, Zane Gonzalez needs to quit because he sucks, you know. Um, their kicker just can't be missing 35-yard field goals. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, it, there was things that happened that broke their way, like that that late hit on, um, on Cam Newton. I don't really agree with it, but I can see it, why they called it. So, but nonetheless, they won the game. So I, I would say the Patriots because, you know, when you look at it, the Vegas game, that game wasn't even close at all. So I don't know what happened that game. I don't know how you lose by 37 points to a team that has three wins. I know that, I know that that team is not as bad as their record says, but I mean, come on. I mean, they're not 43-6 either. So, you know, I'm not really – I wasn't really surprised they lost. I was surprised how they lost. But definitely I would say that the, the, I give more credit to the Patriots just because the Arizona locking down that offense is kind of almost next to impossible with the weapons they have. I, I, I feel like that, that Falcons was a big win. Like, I, if you think about Atlanta over the last couple of weeks in the season, right, and how they've done – terrible seasons from hell right and these guys have horrible dan quinn finally gets fired i mean what do you have to do to get fired like it's it's wild that it took that long but it, it finally happened um you know they've they've been decimated with injuries deon jones went down with the acl last year he's back 
Um, Matt Ryan, there's been serious talks about getting him up out of there, right, and trying to get Trevor Lawrence tanking for Lawrence, tanking for the Justin Fields or, or Trey Lance, one of these young quarterbacks coming up. And they go out there and they ball out. And you can see, like, there's a future. There's a nucleus there. And if you can squeeze out, like, three to four more years out of Matt Ryan, I know how dangerous this game gets, by the way, because we tried to squeeze out everything we could out of Eli Manning. It didn't work out. So you be, tread lightly if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan. But it looks like there's a future there, right? Like, I mean, the Raiders are the Raiders. It's in their DNA to look like a championship team one week and then go to next week and look, like, look horrible. But – it's a good. It's a good win. The defense looked good. They flew around to the ball. They a lot of defensive ends. Those guys. A lot of those guys. We don't even know their names. They played really well as a unit defensively, and we haven't seen that. They responded really well to the interim coach Raheem Morris, which is good. Maybe you have your coach in house already. Maybe you don't have to go off on a search this off season, and maybe you can just retool and maybe get back into this. You have Julio Jones. You have to trade him. Maybe you know. Maybe you can keep him around. I know there were rumors about possibly getting rid of him this off season to get some assets back to rebuild and go full rebuild. Maybe you can kind of save this, you know, salvage this thing, get back in it in the NFC South. You don't know how many more years Drew has. We know the Tom and Bruce Arians experiment isn't working. And Teddy B, I love Teddy B. We're going to see how the – I like the Panthers a lot, actually. I like them. I, 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 feel, like, I feel like they're trending upwards. I, I really do. I, I like them a lot. But um, you have a chance to be in that division next year if you can kind of retool instead of having to go full rebuild. So I like that win a lot for them because of the optimism, the hope, right? And – you know, rooting for a four and seven team will make you look at it from that perspective. So trust me, the hope is important. Oh no, of course. I just think that they're just too inconsistent to like. For sure. You know, it's just like one of those fluke games that, like, you know, I just did. Like, I saw it. And I was like, okay, yeah, but you know, like I said, four. They have no obviously. I know it's more more for the future. But if you're talking about like this season, apparently the Patriots are more in the mix mm-hmm. of a playoff spot than 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 um than the Falcons. So. Yeah, so like I mean, they're both was were big time wins. You know, you know what worries me about the Patriots win is is Cam. What was it? Eighty four yards only and two picks. Well, he did he he did what he did what he had to do. He 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 made he made a good point. He didn't have to do much. Uh, you know, I agree. Why why go against the game plan? Or go just take what defense gives you. He's not really looking to get MVPs anymore. He's just trying to show that he can win games. He's trying to get us some weeks of bad football since getting coming down with COVID. It makes me think, like, what if there's something else going under the surface going on there that we're not talking about that the Patriots aren't well, they talking also, about? They also, don't, they also don't got weapons. Yeah. No, and that's fair. And that's, that's fair. Nikhil Harry, like, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Good yeah, point. You know what I'm saying? That's really um, – it's a one-year rental. I think it really is. Uh, they didn't – Belichick talked about it. He's like, yo, we put all in for these last – six, seven years to try to win the Super Bowls. We was we paid Cam Newton a million dollars. Like right. we didn't have nothing. We just was plugging and playing just for this year. And surprisingly enough, um if I recall correctly, it's eight teams getting to the playoffs this year, right? Yeah. Two extra teams. Hey, Atlanta might be in that mix with how teams oh, is no playing. Way. Minnesota's no six. Chicago no, six. Chicago is five and six. <laughs> And right by the line, though, is Atlanta at four and seven. Well, you got it real quick. There's no, uh, there's no chance. Um, they play the Saints <laughs> one more time, and they play Tampa two times. I know we talk about Tampa like that, but they, if they can – if uh, that's three games right there that they should lose all three. I know division games, you, you can't guarantee that, but, um, like, there's a better chance of the Giants winning a, a playoff game than the Falcons making the playoffs. <laughs> You know At saying? least he acknowledged the fact the Giants could get in because I think the Giants getting in. 
The yeah, guys are getting in this thing, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I think it's a two-team race between them and Washington. I think six wins yeah. will them into the playoffs. But the thing is, if Washington wins three games, it's curtains for them. So you got to hope that both teams only get two more wins because Giants have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But if Washington is able to get three wins, the Giants are going to be sitting right on the couch with the Cowboys, <laughs> Panthers. So what is all this confidence with the Giants and the Washington, this Washington team coming from? I've been hearing that in the national media. I just want to understand, like, what, what exactly is it? Will you suddenly believe in Alex Smith so much? The guy's out there playing on one leg. He shouldn't even be out there. But I know they're playing better. I know they're playing better they as a are. unit. They're a good defensive line. They are. They're scheduled significantly better than the Giants. Like, it is. Like, well, who they got? They got the Steelers. They got the Packers. I saw they got the – did they play the Saints? I think they do. No, no, no. They don't play the Saints, no. Their schedule is Steelers, 49ers, Seahawks. Oh, my God. Panthers. Oof. And they end off – they end off with the Eagles, which I think we so, can – they'll beat the Eagles. They can win three games. But, look, look, they, they're losing to Seattle – the 49ers, they can beat is who they going out there. I mean, I know they got them some players back. They can beat them, though, because Nick Mullins is a quarterback. Um, the, the third, who was after the 49ers? They got the Seahawks they're going to lose. It's the Panthers and Steelers. We already can say that the Steelers is going to beat them. So, yeah, well, depending on if the Steelers need that. Well, because the Chiefs are on there, so he, they might play to actually play They're playing the home field. Right. So, they, I was going to say, if, like, if they had a cushion, they, they wouldn't. But – uh, they can beat the Panthers, and they can definitely beat the Eagles. So, it's not out, out of the realm of possibility that they win three games. It's, it's not likely just because it's still Washington, and you know. But let me let listen, me get the, let me ask you this though. I want to cut you off. Who's more likely to win three games between the Giants and who's the, the Giants schedule? Who's the Giants schedule? I'm running by you right now: Seahawks, Cardinals, Lost. Brown, Lost. Ravens, and oh. then they end off. They end off with the Cowboys. Hold on, hold on. Before yeah, you, job, before you, job, before you go, hold, hold on, bro. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so, so the Browns are the worst eight and three team I ever seen. The book is out on on the Cardinals. Let's let's. They're six and five. They've been playing some bad football. They they pulled the win out of their behinds against the Bills. I feel good. And if if Daniel Jones is out there this weekend with the seat with the way Seattle played last, week, they are not overwhelmingly good. All right. Hold on. They hold could on, win three on. games. Let they me, could. Me, okay. Hold on, let me get my thoughts together. First of all, Dan Jones is not playing this week because of that hamstring injury. So he might actually – he might miss more than one week because hamstrings are tough. So he's not playing, and I have negative uh, um, negative hope on Colt McCoy. Like, I don't know why he's still in the league. So that's a loss of Seattle. Um, uh, running by me against Seattle, who's – Arizona, happening? I think. Arizona after, right? Arizona um, – you guys don't have Bill Belichick, so you don't not. You, I know the blueprint. The next is there, best thing to Joe Judge. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. All right, so the blueprint is there, but it's easier said than done to stop Kyle Murray in that offense. So sure. I don't really sure. see that happening either. Um, uh, you know, okay. So let's just say that's a toss up. Um, but I say I say loss. Who's after Cardinals? Browns. Stop so, the run. Okay, so the worst. This, hold on. So the worst eight and three team, you know, supposedly, right? Because I know. Well, as long as Baker Mayfield turn the ball over. You are not stopping Kareem Hunt and Stop Nick Chubb. That's the not the run. Happening. Stop the yeah, run. Load eight men in the box. Make that Bro. man Baker Mayfield beat you. He cannot. He's not going to beat. I'm but telling you, the way you're playing, I don't if know. If you can stop the run, if you can stop the run, correct. I don't think you're going to stop the run. So that's a loss. So uh, the fourth one, who's after, who's after Cleveland? 
They got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Look, uh, Lamar Jackson is – what a fall from MVP grace that he fell from. But you're not beating Baltimore. So, um, you know – So, he's giving us one – mean, is, he, is he even giving us one win? Because we're saving this tape. We're saving this tape. It's going to come back to I'm giving you. I'm giving you – I'm giving you the Dallas win by default. Right? So <laughs> we said we're saving this tape. Just remember that. Listen, no, but, but run it back because look, if you just I'm not I'm not going by, you know, the people's records are better. Like I think legitimately these teams are just better teams. And I like you gotta understand Arizona's fighting for a spot, Cleveland's fighting for a spot, you know, Baltimore's fighting for a spot, um, Seattle's fighting for also oh, all these teams are obviously playing for something. They're not trying to lose to no four win giant team. And, Here's my thing. And we, we don't even know when Dan Jones is coming back. Here's my thing. The Dan Jones the injury makes it tough. I think he's missing a week, tops. I think he's missing a week. Tops. I think he's back for Arizona, right? Best case scenario. But I think he is. I think I don't. It's a minor strain. They think he's gonna be back for Arizona. I think the Giants are winning at least two of these games. As, and football's a weird sport, man. Every year you got those those teams that are hunting for something. That lose games are not supposed to. I, I think the Giants yeah, are good course. enough to beat two of these teams. I think the Browns, the Browns are one of them because Baker's not very good. They, they don't want him throwing the ball, right, off of these throw play action. I think they can beat the Browns. I think they can beat Arizona. We're going to find out. I, I think they can. And I think that they'll, they'll fight the Ravens. The Ravens are a good team. They're championship pedigree. Whatever. Like, I, I'm willing to give up three, the, two of these games. The Cowboys are a must win, obviously, for obvious reasons. You end the division, you got to get that division game. Let's let's see what happens. I think the I think the Giants win at least two of these games. They get to six wins on the season. They, they maybe they tie with Washington. I don't see how the logic worked though. How do how does Washington win these games? They got tougher. They got a tougher schedule. I don't know how they win these games, man. I, 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 don't, I don't see. I don't it. know. I Three? don't know if they have a tougher schedule. I don't think they have a tougher. I think the Giants have a tougher schedule than Washington, and I think Washington overall right now is a better team overall, like from offense defense. You know, got him twice. I just, got him I, twice. I, I know, I know, I know, but you know, I we're gonna see, I man. It's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch the last couple of weeks. I, I'm I'm. This is exciting. The NFC least is, is the most exciting division in football. You don't know who's gonna win it. You have no idea. Let's we gonna watch week to week and uh, week to week it'll change and, and we'll see. But I, I'm excited about it for sure. You guys can fight. You guys can fight it out. The Saints are just gonna be chilling on a bye week. <laughs> I just want to get in for the morale, man. That's why I want to get in for the morale. It's exciting. I think if the Giants do get in, that's a great step in the right direction for Joe Judge and that organization. It's a building piece. Um, it gives them a lot of experience for them, positive. If Joe Judge is able in this weak, terrible behind division with the injuries, with no OTAs, no training camp, your first year coaching, you're able to get them and squeeze into the playoffs in this division, especially how prideful that organization is when it comes to the rivals with the Cowboys, the Washington, and the Eagles. Yeah, you got to say the Washington because they ain't got no name. The Washington. <laughs> I think that'll be, team. that'll be huge for them, especially when you look across, uh, across the stadium and you got the Jets who they might go 17. They're going on 17. You're looking at probably getting rid of everybody in the front office. You might want to get rid of the coach, Gates, all of that. You don't know about your quarterback. They get into the playoffs. Now you have a different conversation. You might be relying on Daniel Jones as the quarterback for at least for one year. But this has been an impactful show. We've been able to get into a lot of stuff. We still have some stuff to talk about. It was a lot of upsets that happened this weekend. 
a lot of stuff in college basketball, some crazy stuff we've seen with some scores. Shout out to the Dawn Staley and the South Carolina women's basketball team. We definitely gonna talk about that next episode. And NBA, they just released the tentative Christmas Day schedule. We gotta talk about this. We gotta talk about the NBA. Um, preseason starting up. Some players that still have not been signed, such as Isaiah Thomas. Does he get signed? Does he not get signed? But we thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, share it. Uh, make sure you tell your auntie, your cousin, your baby mom that Bench Mob has another episode out. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Bench Mob, we out. Peace. Peace. All right, peace.